Hey everybody, welcome to The Carol Connection. I'm your host, Jared Carroll. Here to bring you guys another great episode. I did want to take a chance to shout out last week's episode, episode 163, with Andrew Brider Will. It was his first appearance since episode 11, so a lot has happened since that episode. We talked about pretty much the growth of his, his company, talked about his growth in the solar industry, and talked about the, the rise of the quote-unquote solar bros and how that's been like an interesting uh, introduction to his industry and how that's influenced things in terms of business. We talked a lot about his leadership skills and how that's grown over the years. It was a really great conversation. You can check that out at thecarolconnection.simplecast.com. Also, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the major listening platforms. If you'd like to watch your podcast, go on YouTube, search The Carol Connection, or at Jared M. Carroll, and it should come up right for you. And if you want to be a guest or return as a guest, we're looking towards 2024 at this point. So uh, booked out for the rest of the year. So Start thinking January, February, March. If you want to plan stuff out with me, it's always greatly appreciated. Uh, hit me up on Instagram at Jared M. Carroll or at the Cal Connection, and we'll set that up. So that brings me to today's episode, episode 164 with Troy Travassos. Hello. How are you, my man? I'm great, man. Great to be here finally. I know. I'm glad that you were able to work with me and we were able to, to move this out to today so we yeah. could schedule that and it worked better for uh, my schedule and I'm glad that it worked for your schedules as well. Uh, we've been talking about this for a while. So like, yeah. uh, it was kind of just getting ready for you to kind of come on here and talk about your stuff. And uh, I've given you a lot of time and you've gone through a lot of different things in the last several years too, which we'll we'll talk about later in the podcast. And I think it's going to be a really great uh, conversation for for you, for me, for the audience. I think it's going to be really great. So, Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that we, we push it to now. Like, And we didn't do it like two years ago because I've had so much more experiences and have a lot more to talk about today. So it's perfect. Yeah, I remember we were talking about like podcasting and like you're yeah. like, peeking into that realm and oh, stuff geez. like that. Yeah. And like, I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. And like, I was like, as long as you, if like you really want to do it, like make sure you do it. And it's like, <laughs> We were talking about that and stuff like that. So I'm gl- I'm also glad that it sounds like uh, a lot of things have happened in your life that are positive and like really have moving you forward Definitely. towards being who you want to be. So we'll, we'll get into that. Yeah. But how I like to start the podcast is just like who you are and what you're doing currently, just something sh- short and like sweet. Yeah. So um, I'm Troy Travassos, as you mentioned before, 20 years old, uh, grew up in Fall River, Massachusetts, uh, currently reside in Boston now. Uh, I'm a senior. How do you say it? So it's understandable for everybody. I'm a senior auditor at a big four firm up in Boston. Um, I've been living there for the past three years. Um, and yeah, life's really picked up since then, obviously. But obviously, you know, you can't shy away from everything that I've learned and everything I experienced growing up around, you know, Seekonk area, Fall River area, Bristol County. Um, but yeah, g- glad to be here. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think that's perfect. And we'll dive into some of that. Obviously, we're going to be smart with how we talk about things. I always mention to guests, whatever you're comfortable with sharing in terms of your profession and your career and stuff like that. Um, but that's not really the focus here either. The focus is a lot about you and what you've been going through and your personal growth and stuff like that. But what I like to start with is the the family dynamic. Mm. And I always give the audience my my typical corny little cliche thing. <laughs> and it's always... Uh, the metaphor of like when you're building a house, 
the foundation is the most important piece. Absolutely. And I always refer back to the family unit and every family unit is different. That's why I think it's important to ask this to get uh, a little bit of a view into how each guest grew up to better ask them questions that they'll understand and appreciate. And also for myself to better understand where you grew up. Cause most of the time during day to day life, we're not asking uh, what's your family life. <laughs> like it's a, like, it's just not typically a conversation that we have. So I think it's important to ask these things. So uh, I'll let you take the floor with this. And like I said, whatever you're comfortable yeah, with sharing, sure, yeah. uh, I'll let you dive in. Yeah. Um, so yeah, as I mentioned before, grew up in Fall River. Um, I lived there basically my whole life until recently. Um, family of four growing up, uh, my mom, dad, my sister, me being the youngest sibling, um, Portuguese family. So if you know anything about Portuguese family, which I'm sure a lot of people that watch this podcast know what that's like, but if you're not, you know, it's just like a very tight knit, loving, like European family. Um, I think, uh, definitely from my, from my parents, like what I grabbed from one versus the other. Um, I think my mom, I think I get my sensitivity from her. Uh, my dad kind of like in a comedic way, like his like brute, like masculinity in a way, like his forwardness. Um, but thankfully, <laughs> you know, with my mom and my dad's genes, it's balanced. So I'm just not like too much on either side of the scale. So I have this person that is presented in front of you today. Um, I'm fortunate I got to obviously grow up with an older sibling too. And um, basically, kind of learn from them, but then their experiences too. Um, and going about things, you know, my own, my own way, obviously, uh, me and my sister are definitely different people, but we, we get along and, you know, we always, you know, are there for each other. Um, from a, from a wider aspect, like, obviously it's like my dad's like one of seven siblings. So I've a ton of cousins, like ton of aunts and uncles. So, um, growing up, you know, Christmas and holidays and all that stuff was always, you know, huge family, like lots of presents, thankfully good for me. Um, but I noticed as I got older, like, I've, I don't know if it's just like my family or just like this, everybody is. I know it's like everybody's kind of like separate now. Um, you know, it is what it is, but, um, hopefully, you know, as I'm getting older and I'm becoming a man and I'm find my way out into this world, maybe, you know, I can, create my own family and then just build upon that. And then whatever, you know, I thought was missing from when I was a child, I can hopefully going forward, kind of create that and forge that my own. Yeah. definitely. It sounds like we had a pretty similar upbringing sense on Portuguese as well. So I understand <laughs> what you mean by that. And also just the way that my mother was and the way that my father was similar to you. My mom's yeah. more sensitive. My dad was more traditional father figure role. And yeah. I think, I'm the embodiment of, of both. And yeah. like, I think I do uh, a good job of me mixing and meshing yeah. that personality. And yeah. I think that's like part of the reason too, that we've been able to, to connect so well too, is so. the fact that we share that similar personality trait where we, especially when we're playing football, we're competitive, but we also can have these deeper level conversations. And our be, feelings. <laughs> we really get into it. <laughs> and then like the, even the, the comedic sense of stuff too, when yeah. we joke around is it's a sense of humor that we both, can like get behind and joke with and stuff like that. And I think it's able to create a good relationship, but it also stems from like having solid like family. And I think yeah. that's really important for a lot of people to, if you're privileged enough to experience that, because I've had a lot of guests who come from different family units. And that's why like yeah. I mentioned, it's cool to hear these things. Cause like 
I wouldn't have known like that your parents were like that or having like an older sister, what that relationship was yeah, like yeah. if I just didn't ask. And right. it's a lot of just asking and getting back to that conversational skill that we don't necessarily have in whether it's school or outside of school on the sport field or whatever it is. We don't really like ask these questions. And I think they're important questions to ask yeah, people. Definitely, yeah. And like, how was it for you being able to, to kind of like you mentioned a little bit, but like looking up to like your older sister and like having that relationship and having someone to kind of like lean on as you're growing up was probably a good thing. So I, I think having siblings, they're like our first friend initially. Yeah. So it's always yeah. cool to have that. Yeah. So it's interesting because, um, I'm going to do my best to kind of describe it. Um, I think growing up, we would have a lot of quarrels. <laughs> and then they became like serious quarrels. And it kind of like, you know, um, kind of made things, you know, challenging, you know, in, in, on a relationship basis. But I think I think as we got older, like, you know, we definitely prioritize um, spending time with each other. Um, at least like, like I don't I won't just like go out of my way to spend time with her. Like it'll be with her, my and my mom and my dad and her children. Um I think that's been a big part of it too. So you're um, an uncle now, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've been an uncle for a while. Oh actually. really? How how is that? I mentioned talk about that because I I'm oh, recently yeah. um an uncle of almost it's a little over two years at this point. But like it's definitely it was a it's one of those things where it's like it's a new experience, a new emotion. So like how has it been for you kind of being in that that kind of role? Oh, I love it. Yeah. Um so her oldest is nine, her nine-year-old daughter, and then she has a, I want to say, six or seven-year-old son, and then her youngest is the baby. Um, it's Selena Colonamari. That's their names. Um, yeah, I love them. Like, I, like, Selena, like, I treat her like if she was my own, you know what I mean? So, um, it's, it's nice, too, because, like, it's very easy for her and I to kind of relate on the same things. Um, she plays basketball because she's tall. I just want to say that she's nine years old and she's already five foot one, which is absurd. I think that's actually my, my sister's height. Um, so yeah, I get to teach her like how to play basketball. Um, I really hope that, you know, she just stays passionate and sticks with it. Um, I, I could, I could tell you a quick story actually. So when I was nine growing up, like I got into, I got into WWE, like pro wrestling. So when I would come over, because they always want to play with me because I'm the cool uncle. I always bring the video games and they always want to spend time with me. Um, so I'm like, what am I going to do to relate to my my eight-year-old niece? I'm just like, let me show her some wrestling, see how she likes it. Luckily, now the product's different today where you can show kids that. <laughs> true, too. Yeah, like it's not, it's not like when we, we were kids watching it. Um, and there's definitely an emphasis on the women wrestling. I think that's so important because you know it's just positive role models for her to look at like why wouldn't i want her to just like look at like a strong beautiful athletic but like charismatic w woman as a role model right and she's also like um a person of color too her favorite is uh bianca belair who's african-american and her thing is like she like has this extreme excruciatingly long braid that she like twirls around and then the girls will pull on it, and then if they pull on it, she'll, like, whip them back. But anyway, she she looks up to that. This woman's, like, incredibly, like, stronger than me. Definitely benches more than me, but is unmistakably beautiful, unmistakably charismatic, and that's a hero for her, and that's amazing. Um, one day I surprised her, and I got her tickets to see 
the show in Providence. I didn't expect her to cry. <laughs> she cried when I got her the tickets. And then I brought her to the show. She's, it was probably like, I hope it wasn't like the best day of her life, but it could have been easily. And she was so happy. And I was like holding her hand. She's like, skip into the arena. And then she's just like, you know, it's all guys matches. She's like, when's my favorite coming out? Her favorite comes out. She streaks, shrieks of excitement and then starts crying again. I'm like, Selena, <laughs> come on. And then everybody's looking at me like, it's okay. It's her favorite. Um, but yeah, just having moments like that. Um, it's wonderful. And, you know, she'll always be a part of my life. And, um, obviously I, I know I'm just talking about one of my sister's children, but obviously like Cole and Amari, like I, I love spending time with them too. Cole's a sweetheart. You know, he's like, he reminds me of me actually growing up too. like always like lovey dovey. Like, I love you, mommy. Like kind of like that type of thing. <laughs> that's how I was as a kid. Uh, so yeah, that's, it's wonderful. It's cool to have that, that relationship, especially obviously you're mentioning her cause she's older and like yeah. you've, been with her longer obviously because she's older and having those similar interests and like being able to just share that experience and like to see that that joy that you had watching it when you were younger obviously the experience is different and i like the fact that they've toned it down and increased the the inclusiveness to range so they get a wider audience of people to support the sport because like that's longevity right and it creates great role models i mean the whole sport has been doing a fantastic job with with doing that and trying to like make the sport go further and further with yeah. that. So I think that's really great yeah. and to, to share that experience with her. It's something that you'll never forget. Exactly. And it just like reconnects you with that, that inner child too, that we were talking about off oh, yeah. podcast and like to, to see that joy, it was probably like so rewarding. Cause it's like, damn, like, uh, like you got to be a kid again for yeah, like a little yeah, bit. Yeah. And like, that's like the coolest thing. And that's the greatest gift that, uh, like whether it's your own children or like nieces and nephews that they give us or grandchildren, or whatever, like they reconnect us with that, that inner child that we have. Cause throughout life it gets dulled through just like adult things. And to reconnect with that when you can is so beautiful. And I'm glad that you were able to share that story with us. Cause I know it's a little personal, but I always appreciate when people share personal stories in the podcast. Of course, of course. I want to start turning us towards, I know that you mentioned sports, talk about some of the sports that you played and maybe some of the lessons that you gathered by playing some of these sports. Sure. Yeah. So played a ton of sports. Um, uh, when I grew up, so I just want to preface, uh, my dad's a Cowboys and Yankees fan. So I apologize in advance. Oh, bandwagon. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> okay, whatever, okay, however, okay. however you want to spin it, whatever. So obviously I became a Cowboys and Yankees fan. So when I was a kid, obviously the Yankees won the world series. So I was in love with baseball and that's what I wanted to do. What I appreciate about my dad is that my dad was an amazing soccer player. And I can get into like stories about like how he could have like gone to a professional level in some capacity, but he was just take my word for it. This guy was unbelievable. Like if the proof is actually, if you go come over to my house and go to the bar, it's just like a shelf lined up of just like all these championship trophies. He's got playing soccer around here. Um, but he never pushed me to play soccer. And I appreciate that. He just kind of let me do my own thing. It also helps obviously that he does love American sports, obviously. But he never, like, like he gave me a soccer ball, obviously, like, I was, like, probably kicked it, like, meh, like, wasn't interested. But I wanted to play baseball, so he was, like, all in, and he would play catch with me. He would get me a bat, glove. He got me this mechanism that, I don't know if you played baseball growing up, but, like, you wrap, like, wrap around the pole, and when you hit it, yeah, like, to learn how to hit. 
And it's funny because, like, I was such a bad baseball player <laughs> growing up. Like, my athletic career did not start great. I was terrible. I was such a soft, like, unconfident child playing sports. And it's hilarious how awful I was. Um, but very quickly, I, I learned, like, how to step into um, my own confidence. It's definitely great as a kid too. Cause like, I think kids should learn how to lose. I think definitely, I don't want to act like, Oh, nowadays everything's like different, but you know, I, I think it's not ever productive to coddle your children. It's always good to have them lose. They should cry. They should experience defeat. They should experience, you know, struggling with something. That's definitely something I do with baseball, but then eventually I figured it out and geez, isn't that a metaphor in life in itself? Right. Um, I ended up growing up, I, sorry, I ended up growing out of baseball when I got to 13. Um, I really enjoyed it, obviously. Um, I, I think I won a championship at some point and I had some plays. My specialty was definitely like catching and fielding, not so much hitting, which when that's when I figured out maybe I'm probably better at another sport. Um, but I don't know. Like, I think I, I really just got into basketball around when I was 13 years old. Um, I was always interested in it. I loved playing video games as a kid, so I got all the sports games, and I liked playing the basketball games. Um, so that's the sport that really took me, but that's not the sport that I excelled in, which is interesting, because as you know, I played football in high school, and that's that's basically what most people know me for, is if, if you knew me growing up as, as a football player. Um, football was similar to baseball. It was not good by any means. And it's funny because the only reason why I joined the football team is because all the kids I was like friends with or like trying to be friends with from my middle school when we went, by the way, I went to Durfee High School. When we went to Durfee, we all signed up for the football team and I wanted to fit in. That's why I joined the football team and also was like, oh, well, this will make me like tough or whatever. Sure. Yeah, it does that. But it does a lot more, obviously. Jesus Christ. Um, sorry, I mean, I curse on that. No, you can curse it. <laughs> it's explicit for a reason. Uh, Fuck. Right. <laughs> Fucking right. But, uh... <laughs> Football kicks your ass, for sure. Yeah, no, um, I was horrible. I was goddamn skinny as hell, like, no... I, I think they put me at, like, defensive line and stuff like that. I was like, I'm gonna be a quarterback or a wide receiver. That didn't pan out. It was only until, like, my junior year of high school is when I really got an opportunity to play corner they're like you can't catch so we'll put you at corner and then i was like oh that's when i really started hitting the weight room and stuff like that the first game i played was was it was in jv like i got an interception and it was like oh holy crap and then my coach like joked me he was like i bet that interception changed your life <laughs> thanks but yeah it kind of did um yeah and then my confidence grew immensely like obviously once i figured out wow i'm actually good at something um but to really summarize it like just playing football because i know you played football growing up um it's a football game in itself it's such a roller coaster of emotions (laughs) which is how life is like you're up and then you're down and then it's close and then you don't know if you're gonna make it and you have to corral everybody together and really become a unit and power through and it's emotional when you lose and it's emotional when you win and it's like that every week 
and then you go back to practice and you try to try to have a favorable result again. Unfortunately, I didn't have many favorable results, Durfee, but we don't have to get too much into that. Um, I know I mentioned basketball and kind of straight away from it. I was not every sport I had tried, I was horrible. But I think once I got older, I realized that like this is how it is. <laughs> if you want to try a new skill or something, you're gonna suck probably at first, and then eventually you're gonna figure it out. You might figure out it quicker than other things, but you know. Obviously, the football chapter in my life is probably closed, and I'm very comfortable saying that. Um, you know, maybe my high school career could have gone a different way than I would have wanted it to. Um, and I stepped away from football for a little bit. Obviously, we can get into my college years, but I went to community college, and then I went to UMass Dartmouth. And then I don't know what happened to UMass Dartmouth. I was like, and I, we, we, we can get into college and why I wanted to do it, but I wanted to walk on to the UMass Dartmouth football team just because, like, I knew I could do it, and I knew I definitely deserved and I was talented enough to be in that team. And I did it, and holy crap, it was tough. But, man, did I it, – it really, it really was great for me to go through that and experience that because it just showed me that, like, wow, I really can – do anything I put my mind to. And it's crazy because, like, I don't know how many people hit that realization in their life. That you're like, wow, I can, if I can set a goal and I put in the work and I know it's attainable and I just don't accept any failure, I, I can achieve that, you know? Um, so that was a big part of me. So just, just even, I, I can say for the rest of my life, I'm a college football player and that's good enough for me. But what's, what's even greater is that I was, Obviously, I didn't get any playing time, but I was fortunate enough to get, gain the respect of the players on the team, but first and foremost, the head coach. Um, coach Robichaud, I definitely appreciate him giving the opportunity and his opinions of me as a stand-up individual. That that kind of set the precedent for like the rest of my life, like doing that, honestly. Like I like looking back, it's it was like it was a crazy decision to make. <laughs> but it really, it really set me up because like because i'm taking classes um, i'm skipping the tax accountant class that we're in <laughs> hey jared uh we always skip that class well i think you would attend it and then it, <laughs> barely <laughs> well and then i'd be like hey jared uh do you know what's happening no man not a class. <laughs> thanks man that was the worst class ever because like i remember the one of the first things they said in that class was like oh well tax always changes every year so like you buy this book and it's gonna right. be useless right. and it's like what's the point well, what's the point of taking this class if it's just gonna constantly <laughs> keep changing like if you're teaching the skill i guess but like i'm like damn this class sucked and like yeah i remember i don't even think attendance was required in that class I think, no. yeah, I don't think it was. Yeah. And then, like, you just show up and you it was get like the an cheat open sheet. Book test. Yeah, every time. Yeah. That's the whole entire <laughs> college experience. It's yeah. like they gave up because everyone was using Chegg yeah. and Quizlet. They're yeah. like, all right, just open book everything. Yeah. But in reality, if we're in the workforce, you can just Google any question exactly. you want. Exactly. Like, it was exactly. always. Uh, real quick to wrap, wrap up the, yeah, yeah, the sports yeah. topic. Um, so, yeah, great rah rah speech I gave about the football thing. What The sports I play today, um, I play basketball. I would, I'm happy to say I'm much better than I was when I started at 14. <laughs> Obviously, I never got to play for high school, but it's something I do. And now I get to teach my niece how to play. And that's rewarding for me because when I was 14 in high school, someone was like, you're the worst basketball player I've seen in my life. And then I taught my niece how to shoot. 
And then she told me, hey, my coach said I had nice form. That's everything I've done the last 14 years playing basketball, just hearing that, that's enough. That's that's awesome. Yeah. It's cool to yeah. hear that you've tried a bunch of different sports and had to go through growing pains in each of them in different ways. And I think that's important for especially young kids to go through, to play the different sports, to try different things. Because like like you mentioned, like your dad was good at soccer. But to be lucky enough for him not to force it on you, because a lot of parents will vicariously live through their children through that aspect. For him to allow you to do whatever you wanted to sport-wise yeah. was the greatest blessing because yeah. you were able to figure out what you were good at and what you liked and what you weren't good at and what you didn't like. Right. And that's an important thing for a kid to figure that out independently is to be like, all right, well, this is tough. And then to to go through it, try to manage your emotions and figure out, damn, like if I'm striking out or I'm not, or I make an error in baseball or whatever it is and be like, man, maybe I just don't like the sport. Maybe this sport isn't for me to pivot and uh, to play football where football is one of those different games where it's a lot more physical. It's in your face. It's like, you're going to get hit. You're going to yeah. get bruised. You're going to get banged up where baseball is very patient. You got to be very calm. You got to be very mentally focused yeah. with, with baseball to, to play the different and sports. Basketball is a blend of both. Yeah. It's a very yeah. mental game, but it's also a very physical game at the same time. Yeah. You could get in your head with your shot. If you don't see it go in the net all the time, yeah. like it's, it gets to that yeah. space. So to play those different sports, to experience those different lessons really help progress us to be better adults in the future. And like you mentioned through the, the college experience too. Yeah. And that's where I want to take this conversation next is kind of your reasons for going to college. And then you can mention a little bit more about the, the sport aspect if you want to. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, I guess before even starting college, uh, that everything you mentioned like is basically like what I was trying to get at. Um, it doesn't even have to go with sports too. Like even if, you know, as a parent, like, Again, like my dad was a soccer player, I played baseball. But like, what if I wanted to play the flute? You know what I mean? Or what if I wanted to get into theater or something like that? It's just you know, you you find your own way. You try different things, and then you know, you'll find your path eventually. But um, yeah. Um, why do I want to go to college? Because when I was in high school, they told me I had to. Uh, <laughs> um, it's funny because you probably remember that when you're in high school and. They round you up in a room and are like, hey, especially it was like, what, 2010? They're like, there's a recession right now. So if you don't go to college, you're fucked. Um, we're like, okay. So they like forced us all to like fill out college applications. And I looked up all this stuff. I already knew like I wasn't going to be able to get into like whatever college I want to go to. Just because like, unfortunately, in high school, I didn't apply myself like I should have. Um, but, you know, that that would start to pick up eventually. Um, I think. I think a lot of that, especially in high school, was like me trying to fit in, right? And I think it's like a common theme of like my younger years is like trying to fit in, trying to find my way, uh, was something I struggled with, um, I think, younger, growing up. Um, obviously, you know, not that when you get older, everything's better, but I was able to learn for that. I had many epiphanies, which I'll get into as I went to college, but I went to BCC. Um, I originally wanted to be a journalist. And, um, you know, my grades were a little better than high school, but still wasn't exactly like all the way applying myself. Like, I know I could, like, I was a smart kid growing up. I knew like, kind of like how I mentioned before, like, I knew if I put my mind in something, I, I can accomplish it well. Um, I'm going to try to run through this as efficiently as I can, but, um, it's, long story short, I want to be a journalist and then I changed my mind. And then I took a test 
And it was like, oh, accountant is number one. Sure, I'll do that. I'll circle back on why I don't really <laughs> uh, appreciate that approach, but I'm also grateful that it got me to where I am today. But so I was like, okay, accounting, sure. I'm thinking, you know, it's a career I can do. I get 95 and I can just like go about my usual day. Oh, you know, we'll get into that. Um, it's funny because um, I wanted to go to UMass Amherst initially. BCC had a program where if you had a 3.0 GPA, you get a discount on your tuition to go to UMass Amherst. If you got 2.5, you got a discount to go to UMass Dartmouth. So I had like a 2. Point what, like, I don't know, 4 or something. I told the counselor, I was like, hey, I want to go to UMass Dartmouth. Sorry, UMass Amherst. She's like, yeah, it's impossible. I was like, oh, okay. And then the moment she said that, I was like, okay, challenge accepted. But thank God she said that. Thank God she had that doubt in me because that was like, okay, well, now it's game on. Now it's now it's serious. And it really, it really forced me to like take life seriously. Thank God. Uh, made a lot of personal adjustments. Unfortunately, she was right. Yeah, I got a 2.9 GPA, whatever. But geez, I mean, I really turned a corner and it really, it really set me up going into UMass Dartmouth. And then when I, when I got to UMass Dartmouth, I think I was like, I should have been a junior, but I was technically a sophomore because when I transferred, one credit didn't carry over, which is dumb, but whatever. Um, I had the fortune of meeting your cousin Jake, which led me to meet you, which brings me to us today. So very grateful for everybody I met in college. Um, I had the opportunity of being a part of the Asian Student Association. Um, our friend Anthony introduced me and Jake to that. Shout out to Anthony. Shout out to Jake. I love you guys. I'll see you later tonight. Um, yeah, I, I knew that in order for me to get where I wanted to be, I had to surround myself with not only like positive people, but like people that were like also like driven people, kind of like the opposite of the people I surround myself in my younger years growing up. And that's, that's, that's not like a stab at anybody. That's just like the reality of what it was. I just didn't choose the right crowds growing up always to um, fit in with the places I wanted to go. Um, but I'm, again, I'm always grateful for everybody I had the pleasure of spending time with because that just helped me become a better person because I just gained so many perspectives along the way. And I really, I think, I think it helps me become a more genuine person in that aspect because growing up, you know, I had friends from different social classes, upbringings, cultural, everything, you name it. And that's that's why I liked UMass Dartmouth, too, because it was a very diverse school. That's why I liked the Asian Student Association, because I just always find myself thriving in diverse environments. And I just always think it made me, you know, always gain more perspectives. And I never thought to, not, not thinking too highly of myself, but always kept me humble and always kept me appreciated of, you know, how everybody else um, grows up and I think that's really important I think more people I think if you have an opportunity to seek those opportunities you should whether that's going abroad or being in social clubs or anything like that I think that's super helpful and just helps you grow immensely as a person you, you have no idea um, yeah and then you know fortunately with those upbringings um, sorry fortunately with the people that I was able to spend time with, with in college it, it got me to nice place um 
I think when I graduated, so I graduated in 2018 with a bachelor's. Unfortunately, I, I don't know what happened, but like my confidence was not where it needed to be when I graduated. Um, I don't, and it's, you're probably hearing about this for the first time. It's not something I really open up about a lot, but I don't know. I just felt like I didn't deserve like the jobs everybody else was landing. I found myself in like a lower level accounting job that I knew that like, or maybe at the time, like I didn't think I deserved more. Um, and eventually I, I, I landed at an employer. I was working in Brockton. Um, I, I knew that my saving grace was going to be my master's degree. If I knew I was going to end up in public accounting, I would have just like not worked full time, gone for my CPA, done my master's all in one go. Like, unfortunately, I don't have my CPA, but. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I really did. I didn't even know if like accounting was for me. I was just like going through it. I was in low level accounting. And that's why I did MBA versus MSA. So I'm like, oh, well, at least I'll have, at least I have a business degree. I can branch off to whatever. Um, when I worked at my previous employer, um, I was going towards like the end of my master's program. The assistant controller went up to me one day and I don't know. I don't know why he just decided to talk to me. Maybe it was just like an energy thing or a fate thing. I don't know why, but he just took a liking to me. And he was like, hey, like, I heard that, you know, you're you're going to school and you're working full time. Like, that's great. Not a lot of people do that. Um, what do you plan on doing with your master's degree? I'm like, I don't know. Like, maybe I'll just work under you. Like, be a staff accountant. He's like, yeah, you could do that. Or you could go to big four CBA firm. And, like, I didn't even know the name of the firm he said. <laughs> That's not, like, you know, unfortunately, I didn't have, like, you know, parents that or like, you know, I didn't have an upbringing that, that like, had, like, a certain past. Everything I had, I had to do, I had to figure out my own. So, like, I didn't even know what that was. And he's like, it's a big four firm. I'm like, oh, I know a big four firm. <laughs> so he was like, yeah, are, are your grades good? Um, my grades were okay. They weren't terrible. I think it was like a 3.1 GPA, which is a lot better than what I was doing in the past. But, um, I think this firm required like a 3.4 GPA. And he was like, Hey, um, this is like 2019. This is like the beginning of 2020. So like we're approaching the pandemic. He's like, Hey, I could just, I can give you a contact. You send your resume, you take care of the rest. So, uh, that's what happens. I get an interview. Usually, how does an interview process go? You have like multiple rounds and, you know, like you, you kind of wait, you send thank you emails. So I had my my interview and I, I spoke to two people. One of the things I mentioned in my interview was how when I was an intern, um, the place that hired me at this internship, I was the only one from UMass Dartmouth. Everybody else was, like, from Bryant, Syracuse, like, all these, like, big, like, D1 schools, Penn State, you name it. Um, and then he's like, hey, like, I, I know you mentioned that, like, you're from UMass Dartmouth. I was just wondering why you highlighted that. And when I was explaining it, I almost got, like, emotional. I don't want, sorry, I didn't almost get emotional. I did get emotional. I almost cried. I didn't cry. I held it back. I was getting emotional. I was like, hey, you know, like. I'm from Fall River. I'm from, <laughs> you know, 
I know a lot. I grew up with a lot of people that would never be able to have these opportunities, you know? And it just, I have a lot of pride in that. You know, I, I take a lot of pride in who I surround myself with, how driven I am, the places I know I, I deserve to be. You get it, right? <laughs> um, so he was like, okay. And then I spoke to the lady and then I hung up. And like, I prepared for this interview, like all fucking hell. Like I couldn't sleep the next, like the night before. Like I did the interview and I just dropped and I took a nap. Like I was going to send a thank you email, like at some point. Cause I knew, I knew this job was going to change my life. Um, Cause it was going to finally get me to a spot where I knew I deserved to be in. Was it two years too late? Maybe, but really wasn't because I was ready for it at that point then. So going back, I was ready for it now, like going back to 2020. He gave me a, he gave me a phone call and uh, he's like, hey, Troy, how's it going? Uh, I have my son in the car. Uh, I, I'm just picking him up. I, I just want to give you a call and just like give you some feedback in the interview. I was like, okay, I didn't expect that. He's like, hey, are you going to work your ass off? I was like, yeah, of course. He's like, okay, great, because I want to give you an offer right now. And I want I wanted to I wanted to call you my son in the car so he can hear how excited you are. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and yeah, and that's what happened. And fast forward to today, um, I've been working at this place for, I'm in my fourth year now. That's what it's like a school thing. So I'm like a fourth year. I've been there for three years. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll get into all the challenges and all the experiences of the game from that. But yeah, so I'm not regretful of the paths I took. You know, obviously, like, I know I mentioned before that maybe I could have picked a different career I was more passionate about and all that stuff. And I, I can get into all that and I can wrap around. But I don't regret, like, being here, being able to talk to you about this today because I think it's a really important story. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad that you allowed yourself to get a little bit emotional with it. And I appreciate that because a lot of people have come on this podcast and I've had plenty of guests that have got emotional and I've had plenty of shed tears about stuff because these conversations don't normally get had and you kind of sit with a lot of this stuff. I always like someone, I forget, came on the podcast and coined it kind of therapeutic in the sense of yeah. just to be able to talk about your stuff. When you get to talk about your stuff, you get to be reflective and you get to think about those times of your life where a lot of those emotions were heavily charged and to feel that again brings up emotions again. Yeah. And I think it's beautiful. And I always appreciate people like yourself that are willing to, to tap into that and express that on a podcast because it's authentic. It's real. And I think what you're hitting on is a really great point is that you might not have been ready for it uh, right out of college, but it wasn't meant for you then. It was meant for you that like in 2020 when you got exactly, it yeah. and you got to accept that there's going to be different seasons to your life. And to go through those different seasons where you're confused and you don't know where to go, but those seasons inspire you to change and inspire yeah. you to chase the things that you actually want. Cause life's about up and down. It's always going to be up and down. Like you're never always going to be happy. And uh, he always like struggled with that concept of chasing happiness. Like what is happiness? Is it good yeah. to be happy all the time? And I remember with my therapist that we talked about is it's, you should never chase the happiness because it's always going to be fleeting. It's always going to go. It's always going to come and go. Being happy all the time doesn't like mean a good life 
because you need the good with the bad. If you don't know what the bad is, then you'll never appreciate the good. And like, yeah. you, you need that experience to, to really help you get to where you want to go in life. And it, it really does sound like that path that you took really helped you propel you and go into that interview and demand it almost like you were like, I want this because of this. Yeah. I deserve this. And obviously the, the interviewer felt that and offered you the job because they could tell that you were passionate about what you wanted to do. And it's not so much passionate about maybe the work itself. Cause I work in a similar field and to say that I'm passionate about is crazy, but like <laughs> you're, you're passionate about your work. You're passionate about your work ethic. Like, you know, you're a good worker and you know, you deserve opportunities to prove yourself. And I think that stood out in the interview. And I think that's really great. And I know uh, this is where we're going to pivot towards that. The, the last, last like kind of three years where a lot of these changes have happened. Yeah. So I'll allow you to kind of dive into whatever spot you want to dive in, whether it's building off of this, this career that you've had the last several years, or if it's another uh, turning point, but I'll allow you to kind of dive into this last three years. Yeah. Um, I honestly don't even know where to begin. It's been unbelievable. Um, in a way, like it feels like, well, before I even get into it, just to piggyback on the points that you're making. Um, yeah. Uh, everything if you want something in life like it requires a new version of you and personal adjustments have to be made i'm going through that right now where there's things that i want and i need to make personal adjustments but it sucks because <laughs> like damn like you really just want sometimes you just want to like sit back relax and you know like i, I asked myself sometimes like why do i why do i keep feeling like i have to level up i can't just like sit back and just smell the roses but I don't know, maybe I'll get to that point where I, I, I take a chill pill, but um I'm still young, so why why not just <laughs> grow as much as I can? But yeah, um so I'll tell a funny story how I um or maybe I won't. I'm not I don't know how much time we have left, but basically when I I lived in Cambridge and before I even moved into Cambridge, um I went on a hike with Jake and I never hiked before. <laughs> I feel like I remember this too. Yeah. So Jake's kind of an asshole. <laughs> You're an asshole, Jake. And he didn't just take me on a hike. He took me on like a hike that was like two, three hikes in one hike. And I did not pack for this goddamn hike. This is how you learn how to be a hiker though. Like this is like a rite of passage. Apparently. Yeah. Same thing. I've had the same experience. Just like when me. Yeah. And I, wanted, I wanted to kill his ass. I wanted to, to strangle him. I was so upset. <laughs> um in a way dude that helped me like go into like my next chapter of life because obviously well it helps with endurance number one but like my loot my new life was i wasn't trying right now I'm, I'm walking and commuting and i'm like it's just like life became very full speed and fast forward so that was a good way to kind of get introduced uh into what my new life is gonna be um I also was very because I was gonna live my own. I was very, and I wish I'm I'm kind of returning into it. But I was very very committed to my fitness and my nutrition. Um, not that my mom was a terrible cook, and Jesus Christ, I can't wait to have one of her meals tomorrow. But um, yeah, like I think because like I lived at home for so long, like I I didn't even get to. Um, like, I was a commuter at college. So, like, when I was finally in that environment where I was, like, in control of myself, like, I wanted to be so on top of everything. And it really just helped me, you know, kind of 
obviously like and i was never perfect <laughs> i'm sure like especially like when you learn how to take care of yourself you mess up a lot um i i learned how to do that later i guess in my 20s and than most people but all in all I'm, I'm grateful for it and how well i've been able to adjust um but yeah like it's it's it lived in cambridge for like the past like three years i just i just moved to the jamaica plane uh in september but it's it's it was a phenomenal time. I got to live with uh someone I worked with at the big four firm, if I haven't already mentioned that. And yeah, I got that like kind of like bro experience I missed out on in college. Um but it was also nice because I got to like talk to a friend after work every night and I thought that was awesome. Like I didn't why why do I need a therapist? I got my bro here. Um, <laughs> but I think from my job, first and foremost, uh, working in a big four, yeah, it's 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 different, <laughs> and you learn that very quickly. Um, I'm about to enter my fourth busy season now, and um, it's it's no joke. Uh, but what I'll say about working in a big four firm is that they definitely do get the best people that work there um my he's now my my old roommate my friend Robbie he that's what he said to me like when he left the firm he he left the firm shortly after I moved into Cambridge he's like I'm gonna miss the people man because my god like you really do surround yourself with the best people kind of like what I was mentioning before when I was at UMass Dartmouth and I try to surround myself with people that are very driven motivated yeah, it's like that turned up to like 12. It's like, because they're, they're only going to hire the best people. Not just the best performances, but like the best people. And when you look at that, you're like, wow. Like, you really have to like remind yourself like you deserve to be here. Because imposter syndrome is so real. <laughs> it really is. And I really struggled with that in the first two years. I really did. And I had a lot of challenges um, working there. Um, obviously, it just builds character upon character. My time management, obviously, you know, I think it's obvious that you're working more hours than you would be at a big four versus not a big four. I'm going to deal with that. But still trying to do everything I, I mentioned I want to do before, staying on top of my fitness, my nutrition, all the things I wanted to do. Um, I wanted to find like a relationship in some way shape or form find time for that how the heck was i gonna do that when i was trying i can't even like find time to play basketball with my friend or find time to make dinner on, on a thursday night all these things but obviously i'm exaggerating a little bit but things get better you know and it's just really character building um I think I obviously you make sacrifices and adjustments and you focus on different things. Um, I, I closed a chapter in football many years ago. I wanted to stay. I want, I still wanted something to have to train for and have, you know, something on the calendar just to prepare yourself for the Spartan races. Was that for me? Um, I'm fortunate I get to do that. With my colleague, Dan now, um, he's former military. Uh, he's kind of similar story to me where he joined the big four firm later than you normally would just because he went through the military first. Um, obviously, I joined two years later. Um, so very fortunate I get to do that with him. 
um and it's all well and it's all great and you know I, I really do appreciate you know where i am now um obviously you know i think there's a lot of times where i had challenges i think last year for me was the biggest roller coaster year of my entire life i had like some really really low downs and some really really high highs um Let's let's focus on the positive. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to talk about both if you if you feel comfortable. If you want to, it's up to you on yeah, how, yeah. how you want to manage yeah. the, the time. I, I know, I know, I know, I'm, I know. I'm kind of rambling too, but like, there's just it's really a lot to reflect on the last three years because it's like it's really like my life started three years ago, which is crazy. And it's like no, it's like it's not even like that. I wasn't like experiencing life before. It's just like my gosh, like I'm finally like. Kind of like what I was talking about before, how I was so excited to work at this place. I'm I'm where I wanted to be in the city. Like I never really thought I would live in, but like when I was a teenager, I really wanted to. And almost as I got older, kind of manifested that. And yeah, it's it's really exciting. It's it's really enjoyable. I mean, we're a similar age where it's like even plus the COVID stuff, like 2020, like you say last three years. We're talking like last three, last four, realistically, yeah. kind of like post college, post a little. It's like those. We had almost like a weird, similar experience where those, like those little bit time after college, was like a weird, like you think you should be doing something, but like you you don't almost feel like you fit in. Like I felt similar yeah. in a different place, and um, it's really life just starts getting a little bit more real. Like we're getting older, and we're getting to that age yeah. where you're hitting that space where you're maturing, you're you're understanding yourself a little bit more, and that's what it really it sounds like. Like we're we're getting into with that. Yeah, um, yeah. That's that's. Thank you for saving me there. That's kind of what I was trying to get into. Um, yeah, because like it's great because like I'm I'm working at a place that I'm really grateful to be working at, but at the same time, like yeah, like I still think like okay like but what's my real purpose and i'm still trying to seek for that you know and i I look at someone like you who does a podcast um and you know my girlfriend is doing her passion um uh she's a she's a photographer highly successful in that field and sometimes i look at that i'm like wow like i kind of wish i when i was in college and they asked me what i wanted to do i kind of wish i thought about it more and lean into that at the same time i don't regret the path i took and it's only leading me to greater things. Um, but to kind of focus on the challenges, um, around this time last year, I was not in the best spot. I was like kind of lost. I really didn't know like what I could do. Um, I started to learn more about like spirituality. And when I, when I say spirituality, I know like that word already like triggers like a lot of people. Um, I just want to say like, I'm not talking about necessarily like, you know, um, astrology, this is like frequencies, like on a real, on a very scientific level, energy, there's an energy in this room right now, as we're talking, right? What, what brought us here today was probably like frequencies that lined up with each other. That's, that's, that's how like the universe works. There's magnetic fields everywhere and you can, you can lower frequencies, you can raise frequencies. It's a real thing. Um, I went on TikTok because that's, you know, when you're doom scrolling on TikTok, that's how you know, like you're going through it. (laughs) That's also where you find some stuff too, though. Exactly. And I found this woman and 
she was doing a, a comedic skit. And it was basically a therapist session between herself and the therapist. And the therapist was the universe. And uh, she'd be like, how come I can't find a husband? And then the therapist is like, well, like, have you tried, like, working on yourself? Have you tried doing this all and all that? Da, da, da. And she's like, why would I do that? Just give me my husband. And it's like, it's, it's, it's basically a parody of, like, uh, manifestation and how, like, people have misconceptions about it. That was so interesting. I was like, wow. Like, when I was watching these videos, I felt like it was really speaking to what I was dealing with in that situation. And I was like, damn. Like, I'm, like, so curious about this person. I want to learn more about him. So I go on her, like, link tree. I found out she's an actress, which is makes sense because her, her skits were high quality. I'm like, okay. Because, like, the universe was British and then she was English. She was American. I'm like, which one's which? She's American. <laughs> um, she, had, she had one-on-one sessions. And they were expensive. But I was like, damn, like, I don't know. Like, I might just do it. Like, what do I got to lose? Like, let me just, I'm like, I, I only need one. Because, like, you know, I felt like I've grown a lot at, at this point. Because I've grown a lot from work. I've grown a lot from you know, going on dates. I think it's funny, like, I won't harp on it too much, but I think my dating life really started when I moved to Boston just because, like, I was finally on my own and there's just so many people there. But, yeah, I, I, I learned so much from just, like, meeting so many people and being in high pressure from work and all these things, like, all these character build things. I feel like I was right there and I just needed a little tiny push to get to the next level where I, the person I, I knew I could be and I thought I wanted to be. Like, I'll just set up one session with her. That's all I need. Um, and then I procrastinated, and then I didn't do it. <laughs> and then I checked a week later, and she had no more sessions. They were gone. I was like, I did it again. Oh, my God. Here, here I am again. Just why, why, why am I self-sabotaging? Why, why do I always do this? And then I looked further. She had this program. It's called Quantum Shift Accelerator. It's basically like a three month like lecture on like basically all the basically her skits, but like explaining like now like okay this is like it's it's basically like a life coaching type of thing in a spiritual realm, and <laughs> I know like it sounds very far fetched and it sounds at least even to me at, at first I was like I don't know I don't want to do it that's not I didn't want to be in a group thing I just wanted like a one on one. Maybe get some practical advice, move on from there. Then I was just like, fuck it, man. Like, I'm sick of like s- sitting in my room, staring at the four walls, like, and like doing nothing. That's basically what it was. Like, I had a lot of ideas. Like, I had a lot, like, remember when I reached out to you and I was like, hey, man, like, I'm thinking about doing a podcast. Like, I had all these things. Like, I don't know, maybe I'll do music. Maybe I'll act. Maybe I'll uh, edit videos. I don't know. I wanted to do something that wasn't just work. And I know what the fuck it was. Um, I was just doing nothing, so I was just like, you know what? Let me let me join this course, see what happens. Holy shit, that course changed my life, <laughs> and I want to be able to talk about it. Uh, her name is Paget Kagi, Quantum Shift Accelerator. I want to be able to speak to that because I feel like I'd be. It wouldn't be my. I wouldn't be doing my due diligence if I didn't speak to it because it really did change my life for the better. Um. Basically. It's it's a twelve week course, and there's there's lectures, there's there's biweekly you know coaching sessions, there's homework. It's a whole thing. It's, it's it, was, it was it's well worth the the value that uh, comes with it. 
Um, basically, the first four weeks is just like, you know, what what brought you to where you are today? Why do you do the things you do? Why do you go to the gym? Why do you always feel like you need to get a promotion? And a lot of times you realize it's because of all these things that happened when you were younger, all these things that were traumatized. Like, you know, maybe someone, I don't know, maybe someone always made fun of your your your, your body or something, or maybe maybe you were told you weren't manly enough or like something like that. So that's why you go to the gym because like, but you don't realize that until you actually like start digging down like, wow, I remember when I used to get made fun of in, in school or um, I think for me, and I don't know if I should even like go that deep into it, but I was like, wow, maybe I want to accelerate and always want to be the best version of myself. Cause maybe I felt like I was like overlooked in high school. I feel like I didn't make as many friends as I felt like I should have. And I don't know, maybe I felt like I should have been in a, a D one college instead of going to community college, like things like that. But then you start to realize that. And then basically what the program allows you to do is like, through through meditation, you find the sensations in your like when when you when you really go deep, and I mean really go deep, and you really think about all those things that happen in your life, you start to realize where the sensations are in your body. That's essentially that's stuck energy. That's what that is. And then obviously the goal with that is to eventually, as you realize your edges, to let them go. And then that's that's the first that's the first phase. The second phase is all right. Um, where where are you now? And then you go through the same process. Third phase is where do you want to go? And then it ends with like manifestation, but she doesn't really harp on that too much, just because like a lot of people can go about manifestation the wrong way. You know what I mean? And the wrong way of going about manifestation essentially is. I have to do it. Don't that don't do that. Because you're just you're setting yourself up for like a fight or flight situation in that sense. If you don't if you don't get it, you're gonna be crushed and destroyed. And you know uh for okay, so whatever. For me it was relationships was, was a big thing. And I know obviously you have your TikToks and Obviously, you you're pretty. I was going through it too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, you're very. I relate you're, to you on you're that. very public with like your struggles too. Uh, me not so much, but you know, still dealing with it um, because I wanted it so bad. Same. Yeah. I wanted it so bad, and it wasn't until I almost let it go <laughs> is when I found how fortunate to be in a you know a great relationship today. You know what I mean, and. It wasn't because I didn't want it anymore. I definitely still wanted it, but it wasn't like I have to have it or else my life is terrible type of mentality. Um, I was, you know, with that class, um, I was able to find something that was kind of like a purpose away from work. Um, it's something that I always thought I could look into when I was younger and didn't explore it until I got older. Um, it's acting. <laughs> Which, like, if you know me, that sounds, like, out of left field. But it is something that, like, obviously, just because in the environments I was always around, obviously playing sports, you know, 
working at a big four firm, very like, you know, kind of like fratty, you know, masculine environments, you know, you only get to explore your creative side. Um, but something I always thought I was capable of doing. And unfortunately, it's tough now because of the responsibilities I have. And my responsibilities only get larger and larger, both professionally, personal life, you know, everything else. So it's a lot harder for me to dive into that. And I'm doing my best. But goddamn, makes you a better person. And I'd be really doing myself a disservice if I played the victim mentality, like, oh, why me? Why did why why can't I just like relax? Why do why do I have to juggle all these things? Well, I wanted these things. <laughs> so I can't say why me. It's like, well, what if I just didn't make excuses and I try to make it work? Now, does that mean it's going to work because I shifted my mentality? We'll see, right? But it's definitely a better way of going about it. And whatever comes from it, whether I become an actor in the next five years, or maybe it's just something I did that helped me grow, it was, and it definitely has. It's definitely helped me, you know, in conversations, be more present, you know, listen and respond type of thing. Um, eye contact was something I struggled with, but like, you know, not only that, just like being more, okay, now I have to be more productive with work because I have to, I have to, um, craft my acting class. And then I have to see, I have to go to the grocery store. Then I'm going to spend time with my girlfriend. Like everything, everything starts piling up and adding up. And then like, you don't really have time for yourself. But like, again, this, this is the life I wanted. So I can't complain about it, you know, but gosh, like, I'll look back on this and be like, damn, like, man, I loved when I was 28 years old and I was doing everything I could have possibly done in my life because why not? Like, you have the resources, you have the time, just do it, you know? Yeah, and I think this, Troy, is the one that's so different than when the last several years when I've been talking to you. I could see it, I could hear it, and I could feel it. Like, I hear what you're saying with a lot of spiritual stuff because I've kind of gone through a lot of this. I've seeked out uh, like proving shamans and doing different tarot cards. You get what you want from those, obviously, but like having different experiences to like dive into that spiritual aspect because I've been doing a lot of research in this realm around a project that I'm working on, but I haven't really talked about it on the podcast, sure. but the a piece that's really missing from society is the spiritual religious aspect of things like the faith-based, the understanding of like, believing in that higher power, whether it's the universe, whether it is a God, whether it's something of that nature, to have that belief that there is a force out there that does influence our energy. And all religions talk about energy. They might word it differently, but energy is like very, very important to the way we attract things or push things away. And it's, I went through a similar experience was when I really wanted the relationship, but when I just started just to like let go of things, that's when things come to you. And that's what works with manifestation is you think about it, you you kind of somewhat obsess about it, but you have to also let it go for the universe to give it back to yeah. you. Because if you don't let it go, you're just holding on to it. Right. And your, your universe is not going to give you something that you're not ready for as well. Exactly. So if you're constantly like, I'm ready for it, I'm ready for it, you're probably not ready right. for it. And that, that's, that's, that's what the whole program is trying to help you to do. It's just trying to let you release your energetic blocks so you can get the life that you want. Because, you know, you don't want to keep repeating your your patterns that are not serving you. So 
you can't just manifest and just be like, oh, this is what I want. It's going to happen. No, you, you have to work on yourself first. And the, the, the key words and what I've really gained from it is, holy shit, like, I never loved myself as much as I did this year. And that was from the work of really looking at my past and all my experiences. And even it, what, a, what a perfect way, because I started this program in January and now it's December in this podcast. What a perfect way for 2023. I mean, to go through that process, experience life, and then now be able to reflect on it and just tell you about it. It's, it's incredible. Yeah, I'm glad that we waited to do this podcast now because I remember like, I don't know if it was Jake. You told Jake, you're like, well, he hasn't asked me to come on the podcast. I want to come on the podcast. I'm like, <laughs> well, you got to do something. You got to, you got to like, you, you were like, I could tell that you were like stuck. Like you could, you were like, you're talking about energies. Oh yeah. Like the energy was stuck and you were kind of like talking about the podcast. Like you could see it. Like you were knocking on the door right there. Like yeah, you wanted I, the I knew, thing. I knew I wasn't ready, ready to talk about anything. Yeah. And like, that's where I don't. I think I'm pretty good at like not putting people in those situations to bring you on a podcast yeah, where you, you would get uncomfortable uh, and we would hit a, hit a wall and you might not want to talk about certain things or things of that nature. And so I have several people who I want to interview, but they're just not ready. Yeah. Like, and it's whether they know it or whether they don't, I don't want to put people in situations where they get on a camera and make themselves uh, act like a fool in a sense. Not saying that you would act like a fool, right. but like I'm saying, in the sense of tripping over the words or saying something they don't mean, or you, you just you really need to come into a situation like that with with the correct energy. And uh, once we were kind of reconnecting and setting up this date, and now just hearing you talk about stuff, I could really tell that what you put in at the beginning of the year is really manifesting in the correct ways. And I really do think you're going to figure it out going forward into what that aspect is. Cause you're also, you want it, you know, you want it. And it takes that, that, that thought too to understand and to push forward into that. Because when I reflect on like the story I was telling you about uh, some of the work stuff I was going through recently and inspired some of this project that I'm working on, same thing happened when I was before in Georgia. And I've talked openly about this in the podcast was that environment combined with a lot of the work that I was doing because I got my body right before then, but a lot of the mind stuff wasn't there yet. The fear of like not pursuing something that's like worthwhile. Like I didn't have, like I, I'm really big on legacy and I, I didn't have anything that I could look back on and was proud of besides like, obviously you work, you have your family, you have your friends, like those are good things, but I didn't have my thing. Right. And when you're put in that situation, the stress and like real life is bearing down on you and you're like, damn, like, this is my life. Like, what the fuck? That's when you, you're able to kind of like really break out if you're ready for it. And I've been saying this a lot on a, I was on a podcast recently where sometimes the universe calls, all, all you have to do is answer the call. You just got to answer the call and you know what that call yeah. is and you'll know what it, like the energy feels like. Yeah. And there's just a feeling and the, the better you get at recognizing it, the better you are at answering that call and helping your life move forward. And like the sense of, when you went back and checked that stuff, you got the call. At first you were like, mm, you wanted to answer it, but you got yeah. nervous, yeah. but they called again and you answered it. Yeah. And now that you're progressing these stuff, it really sounds like that energy has been shifting. You're, you're healing a lot of stuff that you needed to heal and you found the relationship and I'm really happy for you Thank as you. someone that has struggled and is also now in a good relationship right. to, to recognize that and to see that in your energy and the things that you post and even doing the Spartan stuff. Like, yeah. and 
I haven't seen you much because of football, because of real life, because we, we play flag football for the people that don't right. know. But it sounds like you're moving in the right direction for the way that your life needs to go. And I'm really happy that you're able to come on this podcast and share a lot of these things because it's really good stuff here. Exactly, man. We'll, we'll get that flag football and I just got to make sure that the legs are, are good. Good, stuff, Yeah, man. yeah. We'll probably, <laughs> we'll probably wrapping up this year because like I'm just like... I got hurt last January and stuff, and like you remember having me a couple years ago, dude. That injury I had, I had last January, like until like about like I want to say October, November. Like I pulled my hamstring; it bothered me for the entire year, and like it just. I'm being more cautious about I think it. I stuff. my hamstring like crossing the street last week, dude. It's uh, <laughs> dude. It was such a bad injury, like. I pulled it and then I tried to play again like a month later being an idiot, pulled it again and it bothered me the entire year. I had to go back to PT in September, dude. It was yeah. a disaster, but it's it's been a year of uh this has been one of the greatest years of my life, but also Same. while having one of the most difficult fitness years of my life as well, trying to yeah. overcome injuries. So it's <laughs> yeah. like it's weird. Like it's all about the perspective. It's how you look at things, how you perceive things, and it's a big aspect of life is always about patience. It goes back to just letting things be like my leg is what it is. Like I have to do the stuff to help progress it. But if I over obsess, if I over cling to it, it's never going to get better. Stuck energy doesn't move. Like yeah. it's all about releasing it. And I think that's been a really good message for this podcast. I do want to start bringing us home with the podcast. Sure thing. Uh, I do have one more question for you. And that question is, what would your advice be for someone who wants to pursue their passion? Pursue their passion. So obviously, like I mentioned before, you know, my passion is something that I'm still seeking. But um, again, obviously, take action is number one, obviously. But I would just, you know, kind of allude to what I was mentioning before, like, kind of like do do the work on yourself to like really understand, really understand who you are, like really understand what 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 strikes you what what makes you you know what makes you fired up and that's not a quick process either it could take could take weeks could take months could take years um but as soon as you do like you know don't i would just say this is probably the most important thing i'll I'll say about it let go of how you think it should happen and just let life just receive what life gives you. Cause if you go, if you approach it that way, it's just gonna be so much better for you. Cause if you have not that you shouldn't have expectations and goals, absolutely you should do that. You should have goals. But kind of like with manifestation, if you let go of how you think it's supposed to happen, and if it doesn't happen this way, then fuck it. Why did I even try? Then that's just not the way I go about it. But if you go in from the right place knowing that this is it's, it's beneficial to you and if it's not you could walk away from it too great but if you're going in knowing that this is going to make you better this is definitely making you grow and there's an energy around it hey go for it but just receive and take what life is giving you or the universe or god or however however you want to subscribe to it just really take that in and just allow it to because that's when you'll start to welcome in all the opportunities that you would have never thought were even possible. And that's not coming from me. Like, I just want to preface, I'm not an expert in this subject. This is like a lot of things I've learned from the quantum shift accelerator or the QSA program, as we like to call it. 
Um, and I'm still learning that. I'm still learning to apply everything I just said. But again, like, I feel like if I didn't mention that, then I would have done a disservice. So I'm glad I'm able to come on here and uh, spread the wealth, spread the love, spread the message. <laughs> Absolutely, man. And I really appreciate that you took time out of your day to come do this and talk about these things and, yeah. and just talk about your life in a way that um, otherwise we might not have been able to discuss without having a setting like this or me having a platform and learning how to have these conversations and and show them or showcase them to an audience for them to receive this message. And you mentioned uh, not being like an expert in this stuff. None of us are. We're, we're, this, is our all, this is the first time. Learning. That we've been here, as far as we know, this is the first time that we've been here trying this out in this body. So you just got to like take it for what it is. We're all learning. We're all growing. And this is just your take on life so far. So I appreciate you for doing this podcast. And I look forward to seeing a lot of the growth that you have. Thanks, man. Of course. So for you guys, if you guys like the podcast, please rate, review, subscribe, share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it with your grandma. Check it out at thecarolconnection.simplecast.com. Also, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the major listening platforms. If you like to watch your podcast, go on YouTube, search The Carol Connection, or at Jared M. Carroll, and it'll pop up for you. And if you want to be a guest or return as a guest, hit me up on Instagram, at Jared M. Carroll, or at The Carol Connection, and we'll do that. So, until next time, guys. Peace. Peace.